0: If you're flexible, I think you have to remind yourself, if you can stay flexible, you can take on this lifestyle as we're going to get attacked by ducks. I'm going to get
1: attacked by this duck.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Adventures 3 podcast with your hosts, Caitlin, and myself, JC. We are... If you're not watching this on YouTube, you need to go head over to our YouTube channel and make sure you subscribe and like and hit the little bell notification because it lets you know that we release a video every single Sunday, Wednesday, and a podcast every Friday. And this particular podcast is joined by a herd of ducks. I don't know if ducks are called herds. Flock, maybe? Maybe a flock. But we are in Indio, California. We just left San Diego, Diego, which was exciting we've had one week of camping slash like hotel staying and this is our first week like completely rv-less
1: yes to say the least um there's a lot of things that we have been missing without the rv specifically the bathroom well
0: the bathroom the shower um running water Power. I mean, we, our previous RV was completely set up to go off grid. We were able to go off grid for two, three, four weeks at a time without needing any supplies. We were completely set up and now we are completely reliant upon like public restrooms. Yesterday I had a spicy burrito and had to venture into downtown San Diego to their public restrooms, which I don't recommend. It was, it was a nightmare.
1: Probably because you're waiting in line behind like. Like the homeless population. Yeah, there was like a there was like a
0: herd of homeless people, which I I felt bad for them. It just we were homeless. We've been camping in a tent, and I take care of the public restrooms better than they do, which is next to their house, which is you know a bit frustrating. But we're doing this pond side, so if you hear the flock of ducks or you hear some water running, well, it's not our RV bathroom because we are RV less. We're just camping next to a pond in this beautiful area, which was. We crested the mountain, okay, from San Diego into Indio, and all of a sudden the temperature went from like 65 and beautiful to 77 and amazing. I'm like, now I'm just sweating, I'm getting a sunburn. It's pretty pretty spectacular.
1: I need to go uh, fish out that sunscreen, because I'm definitely feeling it.
0: Yes, so this week has been uh, quite a roller coaster ride. Caitlin and I, uh, at one point in time, we loved hotel camping, and then we loved regular camping and then we realized that our v-list is just way more challenging and of all the reasons like yesterday we were down in um we were in pacific beach which was absolutely incredible chase decided to wreck a scooter like three or four times i and chase almost got taken out by an electric bike it was it was pretty spectacular the beach was amazing the views were awesome the just, the whole day was amazing. And Caitlin looked at the clock and was like, it's 4.30, if we don't get back in in a matter of 10 minutes we're not gonna be able to cook dinner or eat outside because it's gonna be, well, dark. And I realized that was a very small thing that I I underestimated that we were kinda relying on the sunshine to stay somewhat efficient. Which we resolved the problem by simply buying $9 pizzas, which Chase's favor?
1: There's definitely um, ways around this style of life and that we are learning to navigate through but there's definitely there's a void in our system right now we're we're not kind of we're not where we want to be and right now we're facing those decisions. like We gotta figure everything out, right? Like, Well,
0: we're out of our routine. Like, when when Caitlin and I were traveling across the United States and down the Pacific Coast Highway and, and having these adventures, like, when we moved from campsite to campsite, we had a routine, we had a system. Now it's like, put all your crap in the back of the truck and then just let it vomit out of the campsite and we don't really have the systems in place. And then we're also dependent on weather, Yesterday or two days ago it was going to rain and we're just in a mad dash to put all of our stuff that can't get wet in the tent, which we're not real sure is waterproof.
1: Or in the truck or wherever it fits.
0: It's just been, it, there's just been some challenges and I think um, there's some decisions to be made and looking back at like the old footage, uh, not old, it's old to us but it's new to you, um, especially these most recent episodes, especially with We discovering the water damage to our RV and the headache and we were just like hell bent. We're like, nope, we're we're continuing this journey. And then the decision to like continue down the Pacific coast highway, we'll camp if we have to. I think that was a really good decision.
1: I I think it was a really good decision too. I think that it gave us time to reflect on what actually happened because it happens so fast and like when you make decisions, like we make it on emotions 90% of the time unfortunately because that's just who we are I think and It's given us a lot of time to think and reflect on those decisions that we've made
0: Yeah, which is which is challenging um, you know looking back, you know several weeks ago we sold the RV and That was a tough decision because we were gonna be uncomfortable and I think this lifestyle of traveling full time puts you in certain situations, especially if you don't have millions of dollars in the bank where you can just replace the rig in a in a in an instant. Mm-hmm. This lifestyle does have its ups and downs. And a couple weeks ago we were in a down. We were kind of confused, we were frustrated, we were we were just kind of all over the place. And now I think we're we're coming out of it. We're 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 hitting warmer weather, we're hitting, you know better scenery, I hate to say it, better states. Okay, I'm sick and tired of paying $5.50 for regular fuel.
1: Or $6 for eggs, is that across all the states? It's
0: just, Man. it's expensive here. It's, uh when you when you travel full time, um, you, and you're on a fixed income, like we are, those $6 eggs are kinda important, especially when you get a five-year-old who can eat, you know, 37 eggs in a matter of eight days. <laughs> you know, and, and fuel costs like fuel in Georgia's you know two dollars and 89 where in California it's 550 that that adds up especially when you're adding those miles and at least our experience on the East Coast and the Southeast the stops are near each other I mean just today I mean we traveled almost 200 miles and it probably cost us $50 in fuel and that's just the way it goes where you know when you're in the southeast and you're in some of those other states food is less expensive our reparks are less expensive gas is less expensive the experiences alone are less expensive i've I've come to realize but as we make our way east i'm looking forward to some of those less expensive things equating into more adventures
1: i agree i think that a lot of it has had to do with like the weather that we've been facing um, of course, this could have been planned a little bit better. We could have done it at a like, nicer time of year, but then we would face the more expensive and we would have had to do a lot more planning because things would have been booked like completely. So um, we could have done this differently, but I think that the way that we did it, we did well. In California, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean the the Pacific Coast Highway in California. We did it probably the probably the least expensive way. If you go back in these la- in these in these next couple of weeks, you're going to notice that you know we boondocked a lot, and some of the boondocking spots were absolutely incredible. Um, yes. Some of the you know some of the harvest hosts were amazing. Some of the you know hotels and campsites were actually spectacular. And if you're flexible, I think you have to remind yourself if you can stay flexible you can take on this lifestyle as we're going to get attacked I'm by ducks. i get
1: attacked by this duck.
0: <laughs> is that a duck or a goose?
1: It's definitely a duck. <laughs>
0: it's a big duck. Uh. It, it, uh, it, if you don't let some of the smaller things discourage you and even some of the larger things discourage you, you can definitely do this lifestyle and you can do, do it on a budget that is as lavish as you want or as inexpensive as you want. And we kind of fall in that lower middle um, You know, do we occasionally go out to eat? Yes. Do we sometimes stay in nicer hotels? Yes. Do we stay at sometimes nicer RV parks, in a tent next to a you know string of Airstreams that probably cost you know five hundred thousand dollars in 1965? (laughs) But it's one of those things that I think if you can be really really flexible and you can have a good attitude about it and you can, you know. Withstand the partner that you're with. I think uh, I think you can do this lifestyle um, At any budget
1: Definitely, and I think it's getting through the lows together Because like I know for us like we've had points like when we we'd hit a low point and like sometimes Sometimes JC pulls through it like way faster than I do and he's like what's wrong. What's wrong. It's like, okay so I think pulling through those low points together (laughs) is huge Um, especially when we're living in such close quarters.
0: (laughs) So, Katelyn's RPMs, okay, to give a metaphor of a, uh, let's let's call it a race car, okay? Katelyn's race car is one of those, like, handmade little buggies that your dad puts together and lets you just ride down the hill, okay? It's not real fast, it's really safe, is the wheel going to fall off occasionally probably <laughs> but you're not really going to get hurt. I'm more of like a I'm more of like a, a, a drag racing car. I don't know like a not a stock car, but like a fast and furious, you know, 10 second car. Okay? At one moment we're doing 150 miles an hour and it's great. And then the next moment you pulls
1: engine, the brake. Yeah,
0: your <laughs> engine is blown up, everything is falling apart. You got to rebuild everything. And then the next day you find a great deal on a motor and you're back in business. That's kind of how I operate and that's how Caitlin operates. She might have a different opinion, but if you look at our videos, you could just tell. I am just, sometimes I'm running really, really hot and sometimes I'm running really, really, really low and Caitlin's just kind of, you know, just little ebbs and flows, you know? <laughs> oh, not too hot. Oh, this is what this is amazing. Yeah, it's not that bad, you know? So looking for, I mean, What are some of your favorite parts of the last week?
1: Ooh, of the last week. Um, I think my favorite parts have been, um, well, first of all, the nicer weather, like getting the sunshine. I think that puts us all in better moods to start with anyways, but then like, I think being in the tent forces us to spend more time outdoors. So luckily we've had the nicer weather, but like in the morning, instead of sitting at the, t- the table indoors with the blinds still shut so I don't wake anybody up, I'm sitting outside and taking in whatever view we're looking, in, looking at with my cup of coffee. And I, I think that I've enjoyed that a lot. Um, another thing that I've enjoyed a lot is that we have been able to go and explore a little bit more. So like our travel days, Aren't necessarily trying to navigate the safest way possible, which would be avoiding the cities and um, not making as many stops on the way. Um, so I, I think we've got to see a lot more stuff that way.
0: I think, I think my favorite part so far has been specifically, and I, I never thought I would say this, but uh, Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. I mean from like, and Los Angeles, Los Angeles County, but like Malibu, Venice, you know, just some of these cool, you know, Newport Beach, Long Beach area. Like there's so many of these cool little like towns that you grow up hearing about and seeing things about. It's seeing movies being made about, Mm -hmm. like that's probably been one of my favorite parts. Um, The tent camping has not, I have hated every single moment of it. It, I was, very frustrated this morning as it took us like an hour and a half to put everything away and the tent doesn't fit in the bag and the poles can't go in the bag now and the air mattress is you know just work you know it doesn't actually fit in the box ever again so that's probably been the low point for me um, but also spending a lot of time in San Diego has has kind of molded some of the things that I want to do here in the next couple months specifically um, I want to get Caitlin an electric bike, okay? I want to buy an electric skateboard, and Chase wants to get all
1: three. What's the third?
0: All of his other things that oh. don't actually have a motor, like his scooter, <laughs> his skateboard, his bike, all those things. So yes, it's uh yeah, it's it's been fun.
1: I think that one of the things that we've missed about um, experiencing like little towns like this is like the ability to go out and just like take a walk and walk to certain things and businesses and experience the little downtown areas like that because we took a step back and like looked at ourselves and how we're traveling and in RV life, a lot of times the RV park or wherever we're staying isn't necessarily right in the downtown area. So we'll kind of like stroll through it once and then that's it. Um, So I think that we're gonna try to focus more on experiencing the actual downtown areas a little bit more. And I think that you're right, that like an electric bike or something like that would give us the opportunity to see a little bit more.
0: Yeah, moving forward, I mean, these next these next couple weeks are gonna be interesting. We don't really have a plan. We, we are gonna meet up with some friends uh, here in the next few days, and then we're gonna meet up with some more friends who are full-time RVers. They're located currently in Texas right now, Chris and Daryl. Um, I'm excited about that because we are doing it in the truck the truck has a lot of freedom. Um, our resolution to be able to carry more stuff was this I don't know if you can see it right now in the in the in the back view of the camera maybe I'll put a little shot in here but it's been this cargo hitch cargo carrier, which I've literally drug it on the concrete probably 17 times it I've hit more stuff with this cargo carrier than I ever did with the trailer Oh yeah. And I hit some stuff with the trailer, like I, you know, I hit a, a couple trailer? trees, and a, I almost hit a power line. That was scary. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been, uh, you know, the freedom-wise, for the most part, with just having the truck has been been exciting. And I think the next couple weeks is going to be, it'll be different. It'll be definitely different on how we travel. Yeah. And the destination's got to have good weather. If it doesn't have good weather, we're we're oh yeah, we're hotel camping. No, we're
1: just we're just gonna keep driving. Like I don't even want to no I need sunshine sunshine from now on
0: we we might have a little PTSD from (gasps) the Pacific Coast Highway trip because we were just hammered with rain like I never thought my rain jacket would get so much use it's almost worn out from so much rain
1: and I mean that's coming from like we traveled in rainy season in Bali and we got more rain on Pacific Coast Highway I feel like
0: Yeah, I mean the times that we've been outside the country, we don't always choose the best time to go because it's less expensive to go during those times.
1: Less crowded, it's just easier to find lodging.
0: Definitely, so Kaylin, what is your your tip, what is your advice for anyone that wants to get into full-time traveling? Is it hotel camping, is it Airbnb, is it RV, or is it just just go to Walmart, pick up the cheapest tent possible, throw it in the back of your pickup, and just go.
1: So for me, the tip that I give, like if, if you're kind of new to traveling in general, I suggest booking a few different types of trips because you really don't understand what it takes to travel in each situation and what you're gonna miss from the like sticks and bricks from your actual home until you're, in, until you're put in that situation. Like the things that I miss, um, like hotel camping, is completely different from what I miss RV camping, and I think you have to learn more about yourself through each way of travel in order to fully commit to one style. Because it's really like once you make that commitment, like you'll understand like what you're giving up and what you're sacrificing in return for the greatness that you're gonna get from that style of travel.
0: Seeing the. And the thing about it is a lot of people think like, once you make a decision, you can't turn around and change that decision. Most of the decisions we've made, oftentimes we make a couple bad decisions and then we realize that we're not actually those people. Okay? Like, like driving from RV park to RV park, sounds really great. But it all kind of looks the same. They, they all kind of, ha- they all have the same amenities. It's like driving from, trailer park to trailer park. I grew up in trailer parks, they're all the same. They've got a clubhouse, they've got a pool, they've got a play structure, and they've got a grassy area for your dog to take a crap.
1: Well, and then sometimes you even see the same people. Like if you're traveling along the same like path, like you meet up with the same people multiple times. And you're like, oh, hey.
0: <laughs> and so we've done several, like we've done, you know, very intensive boondocking where we've been off the grid for many weeks, and that was super fun. But it can get tough, especially when you're staring at your black tank and you're going, "Oh, this puppy's full. We got to find a Love's gas station to dump this thing." You know, you're
1: scared to drive down the road because it's gonna wobble out.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, you know, you know, you know, you don't want to get out of control or have too much weight. And uh, so there's many different avenues. For me, I think one of my favorite ways to travel is definitely uh, a mixture of RV park and boondocking. Mm-hmm. There are certain points in time where I just want to park on a level piece of ground and not have to worry about, you know, finding and hunting for the next boondocking spot. Yeah. But I also think, you know, how fast do you want to travel? Do you have do you have 6 weeks? Do you have 6 days? Do you have 6 months? Do you have 6 years? You know, how long are you going to be able to do this? And are you going to be able to, you know, are you going to be able to afford to do it or are, are you going to be those types of people who save up a year's worth of income and hit the road for the next year or are you going to work from the from the road like today we we cruised in we were told there's power at the campsite come to find out the beautiful pond that backs up to the campsite has rotted away all the wires and we're not gonna have power so are you set up for those hiccups luckily enough we have a solar generator we have a gas generator we have a little blue yeti you know uh lithium-ion batteries that can that can power our life so we can hook up starlink so we can upload this podcast yeah you know are you gonna work remotely are you gonna start a business there's a lot of things and a lot of ways to accomplish traveling full-time and the last year caitlin was pulling up her phone as we drove into India, you know showing us memories of you know bali indonesia and thailand and certain ways that we traveled and you know a year and a half ago we we did hotel camping and Airbnbs and that was super fun. And you know, understanding your expectations and understanding that even if you do make a solid hard decision and you buy an RV that leaks water, it's not that big of a deal. If things change, it's not going to ruin you financially. If you've got to go get a job, it's not the end of the world you just you got to be very 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 flexible
1: very flexible you have to you have to plan to not plan as much in a sense or plan to um, stray from your plan I guess
0: well it's you know you're gonna hit bad weather you're gonna have a flat tire you're gonna find a hole in the rear of your trailer Things are going to creak. They're going to break. You're going to, you know, your water city connect isn't going to work anymore. These are all things that you just kind of have to roll the punches and be flexible and kind of be set in your values. Um, And really, my biggest advice is just you got to jump in. You got to go all in. You just have to do it because this life is so short and you don't have. You don't know what tomorrow is gonna to present, and the only thing that you can control is today, and make great decisions today, and if it's a bad decision tomorrow, well...
1: Deal with it then.
0: You just gotta deal with it, and it's not its not gonna be the end of the world, so... I don't know, what, what else are we gonna talk about today in this beautiful podcast, which I don't know if anyone can actually hear.
1: Do you regret uh, making the rash decision... Um,
0: to sell the RV?
1: Um, well, first, buying that RV and then second selling it.
0: Looking back, we were so we wanted to we wanted to continue to travel full time. And when we got back from uh, Southeast Asia, we were hit with some like hiccups that cost us months of time of sitting on the sideline and I don't want to say mooching, but mooching off people's couches essentially because we had rented out all our properties. We didn't have a house to come back to because our intention was to buy an RV and start traveling in the United States. I think when the opportunity presented itself we jumped on it because RVs were so challenging to buy when we were in the market to buy them
1: mm-hmm.
0: that I think we allowed, um, we allowed ourselves to be kind of overwhelmed with getting back on the road and we made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. So I think looking back if I could do it all over again I think I would have made the same mistake because I was in such a hurry to start so this journey. I was I was so eager to, you know, create content and document our lives of traveling full time. And I was, to be quite honest with you, I was sick and tired of being in the, the same place. I'd rather be broken down in 10 different places than be broken down in one place and not do yeah. the things that I wanted to do. And that was to travel full time. Yeah. How about you?
1: Um, I little bit regret making that rash decision because it um, it did affect us but in a sense I don't regret it at all because we were able to get on the road um, we learned so much from having that RV that specific RV and from getting on the road and just going and learning from other people and learning from other videos and learning from just sheer experience trial and error um, I think that it made a huge difference in the way that we travel and the way that we plan to travel. And if we didn't have those experiences, I don't know moving forward if we would make the same mistakes or um, similar ones. So I don't regret it in that sense.
0: Well, I think the best lessons that you ever learn are the ones from your own mistakes. Mm-hmm. I, in my younger days, I would always I would always say this stupid line. You know, it's, it's better to learn from others' mistakes well, that's great. You can watch the YouTube video. You can you can read the book or listen to the podcast. You can listen to us. But until you go out there and you're, you know, hauling your RV down the road at 70 miles an hour, and then your TV antenna decides to make a right-hand <laughs> turn while you're going straight, and you having to figure out how to climb up on your roof on the in the middle of nowhere and solve that problem. Yeah, you can watch the other YouTube video and you can remind yourself to always tighten everything. But things are going to happen and you're going to make bad decisions, but I think those decisions are going to mold you into the experienced traveler with some stories. And we have stories.
1: We've we've got the story
0: of dumping our gray tank, which was actually our black tank, onto our property. We have the story of the TV antenna being ripped off the roof. We have the time where we got a flat tire and had to drive down the road with a flat tire and how to, you know, inflate it on the go. Um, We have all those experiences, and we can learn from it. We're not gonna make those same mistakes. And if we do, well, then we're just idiots. It's
1: true. Do you regret selling the RV in California?
0: Um, (laughs) At this very moment, as I'm gonna be sleeping in a tent that's gonna be about 105 degrees, because it's it's 80 degrees where we're at. Um, No, because I don't think I think we needed to end that chapter of our life and i think it was a great opportunity to pass off the rv to someone that was eager to repair it but also use it in a different purpose and Mm -hmm. it was solving one of their problems while solving our problem which has created a whole other problem but of which rv do we want to pick do we even want to be in an rv do we want to leave the country again or do we want to you know hotel camp or do we want to go to rei and spend eight thousand dollars in fancier tent? camping gear probably not, probably not. but <laughs> it's uh yeah I, I think it was a good decision at that moment because I think it's going to push us in a direction and we're gonna have to make decisions a little faster I agree which I don't recommend don't do that don't do what we do okay don't do the fast and furious okay get in your soapbox and cruise down the road at even keel don't don't go JC 150 miles an hour
1: Yeah. I think that it, I don't regret selling it. Like, I think that we would have been fine if we did keep it and make the repairs ourselves and then sell it later. But I agree, I like I like that we got rid of it. I like that we got our, I, I like that we ended that chapter.
0: Now, if you haven't already subscribed, please do, do, do so now. And if you have questions for us, um, this podcast allows us to be able to interact with, with our audience, but with also the, the people the like-minded people that maybe are wanting to take on this task, if it's either RV life or to travel to Southeast Asia or to Mexico or travel in a tent with, with, your, do- with your dog and your five-year-old. Um, we do have some experience and if you do want some guidance, you could definitely leave a comment or a question that we can answer next Friday on this particular podcast. Um, But uh, yeah, until next time,
1: stay adventurous.